you know, right now, nobody knows any damn thing when it comes to these rookies, where they should go, how they should be valued, who's top five, top 10 is accurate, who's is inaccurate. But what we do know is that 46,000 people have deposited money, put money into their underdog fantasy account. They've clicked the big board fantasy football tournament, single quarterback tournament, and they've drafted a team. And through this, we've been able to collect a lot of ADP data about what the consensus feeling about these rookies are. So there's no better place, in my opinion, to go to than underdog fantasy to talk about who the community is currently valuing as the top five running backs in this class. I have yet to really come out, put a show out, and talk about who I believe should be the top five running backs in this class. Still got the combine. We've got pro day and then inevitably the NFL draft. But let's talk about it. Should these guys be drafted where they are? Is this the right five to be viewed as the top five running backs in this class? What are your personal feelings about this RB class? And don't be lazy. Don't just tell me it's a bad class because there's no B. John Robinson or Jameer Gibbs. We're going to talk about who the 46,000 people have said should be the top five running backs. We're going to discuss it a little bit. Nice little easy, free-flowing Sunday conversation. I appreciate you being over here on the channel. I appreciate you being in the building. And if you stick around to the end of the video and you find the information actionable, and or entertaining hit that thumbs up button like the content subscribe for your boy but let's get into it top five running backs according to underdog adp let's get it okay let's get it, Bitch, let's get it. welcome back to the station welcome back to the channel y'all know who it is your boy ray g you can find me on x at ray gq and if you want my personal ranks for this rookie class go to destinationw.com sign up for the packages you get access to the database all that good stuff but let's talk about these running backs and who the 46,000 people said should be the top five guys off of the board when we're talking about the rookie class so let's pull it up real quick and take a look at who the top five rookie running backs are according to underdog fantasies ADP from the big board single quarterback competition at RB1 in the 2024 class we have Jonathan Brooks the running back out of the University of Texas RB2 Michigan's Blake Corm national champion right there Blake Corm as the RB2 off of the board followed by Florida State's Trey Benson Bucky Irving out of Oregon Braylon Allen the big bruiser out of Wisconsin that's five but Audric estimates right after Braylon Allen as RB6 so I figured I would throw him in this conversation as well. So let's just start out talking about these running backs in particular and sort of the archetype. Who do they play like? No kind of comps here, but let's just talk about what they do from a very general holistic standpoint. Jonathan Brooks, I believe that he is a better prospect than we thought Roshan Johnson was coming out of Texas last year. This young man at six foot, 210 pounds, is a very, very, I'd say, capable three down rusher at the next level the receiving profile is there he's got the requisite size athleticism speed physicality to be a traditional three down running back even though we're starting to see the nfl sort of pivot away from these quote-unquote bell cows of the past jonathan brooks fits the profile of a guy that you want you want your running backs as good as they are toting the ball between the tackles up the a and b gap you want to make sure that they can be deployed as what I always say, there's a big difference between running backs that can catch passes and running backs that can be deployed as a pass catching weapon. And I believe Jonathan Brooks, hear me out, has a little bit, some shades, some inkling, a little spattering of Brees Hall to his game to where he can be deployed as a pass catching weapon. I'm not saying he's as big, as physical or as talented 
as Brees Hall was, but when you're talking about the skill set and what he could do at the next level, Jonathan Brooks is one of the few in this class that I believe can be a three-down running back at the next level. Blake Corm, a personal favorite of mine. I have been a big fan of this young man since he was coming out of high school. Thought he would just be a quality rusher, and he exceeded all expectations. Blake Corm, for me, is my current RB2 in my ranks, and it's early, baby. But when I watch him play, he reminds me of former Baltimore Ravens running back Ray Rice. Even though the receiving production profile isn't as prolific as some other players in this class, you watch him play and you can understand and you realize very quickly that he has the requisite skill set to do that. Now, they had another talented running back to share the backfield with him named Donovan Edwards. We thought he might be a part of this class. He went back and is going to be a part of 2025. That was deployed as their main primary receiving option. But Blake Quorum definitely has a the pass protection ability to stay on the field in third downs and the hands are adequate enough to catch passes at the next level. I would not consider him a pass catching weapon, but a running back who can catch passes. Now the RB three off of the board, according to underdog fantasy ADP is Trey Benson. And this is a player that I pumped up to the high damn heavens coming into the 2023 season. And I, I was, I, I just, I was disappointed in Trey Benson and this Florida state team was good. This was a team that was top five in the country damn near all year, vying for a college football playoff spot. We know what happened with Jordan Travis. But Trey Benson, for all the physical talent that he has, just left a lot on the tape. A lot of a lot of times I walked away saying, damn, is this really the top running back in this class? And I wanted him to grab that role, seize that bull by the horns and say, damn it, I'm the guy. The size is there. The athleticism is there. The speed is there. I think the talent is there. But something is missing with Trey Benson. It's tough for me to put him as the top running back in this class. Still firmly inside of my top five, but not the top dog for me. Moving down the board, you've got Bucky Irving out of Oregon. And this is a player that a lot of people just don't know a lot about. Pac-12 after dark. The games come on mad late. You're on the East Coast. You're not staying up past 1 a.m. to watch Oregon play Arizona. I get it. I understand it. But I am a Pac-12 homer. I love me some Pac-12 ball, and I got to watch a lot of Bucky Irving during his time at Oregon, and I think he's one of the more slept-on, underrated running backs in this class. And as we see the NFL transition away from having to be six foot two, 230 pounds to get opportunity at the next level, his skill set as a rusher, even though he's a little smaller, 5'10", listed at about a buck 95, I mean, that'll work for me. Amir Gibbs, sub 200 pounds. He's not Gibbs. He's not A-chan. He's a very, very talented rusher who can be deployed as a pass-catching weapon and is one of the best at breaking tackles, forcing missed tackles. Bucky Irving, Marquise Bucky Irving, very, very good running back. Love that the drafters are sharp having him inside their top five. He is a top five running back for me as well. You've got Braylon Allen. Now, Braylon Allen, I'm going to take, take this picture off the screen now because we're going we're gonna to get personal Sunday conversation. Braylon Allen got a large subset of people who love him. Young, 19, 20 years old, 6'2", 240, athletic. Thought he was going to play linebacker. Nah, man, I'm playing running back. Improved upon one of the areas of weaknesses this season is catching the ball. Caught the ball a lot more here in his final season at Wisconsin. And we all know the history and the lineage of the RB position at Wisconsin. Going back to Ron Dane, Monte Ball, you've got Melvin Gordon, James White. The list goes on and on and on for productive Wisconsin rushing backs going to the next level and getting some opportunity. And Braylon Allen, he looks like what should be the second coming of Derrick Henry. But let me let me make no mistake about it. He is not 
Derrick Henry. That was a different animal. When I saw Derrick Henry get loaded up in the Iron Bowl, 39 attempts in the very next week in the SEC title game, I think they gave him another 40 carries, just built different. He's not Derrick Henry, but he does have the size and the tools to, to be a dominant rusher. But when I watch him, it's just like he le as big as he is, he doesn't play with the type of physicality that I would like to see from a running back of his size. But you got another large subset of people who absolutely love this young man. So Braylon Allen, I'm just going to say this. For Dynasty Gamers, this is a running back you want to invest in. If the community likes him, it doesn't matter as much if you like him or not. That value that he's going to have from everybody else wanting him to be the next Derrick Henry, that's something that you can't pass up. And very, very surprised that in a PPR half PPR tournament, Audric Estime is the RB6 and creeping up to be RB5 in this class. I did not think that he would have the type of love affair that he has right now going ahead of Tyler Algier, Zach Moss, and kind of plays a little bit like Tyler Algier. I didn't think the community would be as high on Audric Estime because he is not what you would perceive to be a high-level receiving type option at the next level. He fits the mold of a first and second down bruiser, grinder. Think Ramondre Stevenson, but not as, I guess, refined as a route runner. Ramondre can catch passes. I'm not going to call him a pass-catching weapon, but he can do a little bit out there. I've seen him run the Texas route. I've seen him have some choice options. We know he's good in the screen game. Haven't seen that a lot from Audric Estime, but those are the top six running backs according to Underdog Fantasy and just sort of my personal thoughts of these players from a holistic standpoint. Now, you see where they are. You see their current ADP, these running backs. Uh, Jonathan Brooks being drafted ahead of Jerome Ford, who may enter the 2024 season as the starting running back for the Cleveland Browns. No news on Nick Chubb, but I continue to hear it was a devastating knee injury. You got Blake Corm. And Trey Benson being selected ahead of guys like Khalil Herbert. You see him headed, uh, selected ahead of Jaleel McLaughlin. Great season from that young man out of Denver. And kind of feels like the beginning stages of what Jalen Warren was the Najee Harris a couple of years ago. Bucky Irvin, Braylon Allen, and Audric Estime all clumped together. Being drafted ahead of running backs, as I said, aforementioned Tyler Algier and Zach Moss. Well, let's look at where they're going in relation to other NFL players, other skill position players, other players in the league, not just running backs. So here we go at the top of the board. You got Jonathan Brooks sandwiched in between Matthew Stafford, Luke Musgrave, and you got some Dontavian Wicks there, the wide receiver from the Green Bay Packers. Blake Corm, again, being drafted one spot behind Jerome Ford ahead of Adnan Mitchell, Gabe Davis, who's probably on his way out of Buffalo. And then you've got Brandon Cooks uh, also being drafted after Blake Corm, but ahead of Trey Benson, who's going ahead of Lab McConkey. And then you see the next player, ADP-wise, off of the board, Aaron Rodgers, quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Now, as I'm sitting back and I'm looking at this, man, you're drafting Jonathan Brooks, a player who is probably not going to be ready at the start of the season. I'm no medical doctor. I've got no insider information. But he tore his ACL towards the back half of the college football season. He's not going to participate at the combine. I don't know what that means for his pro day prospectus. But we just did this with Kendra Miller last year. Now, Kendra Miller's knee injury happened much later in the season, but it also wasn't a torn ACL. It was an MCL sprain, I believe, was the official diagnosis. Six to eight week injury, or maybe it was an, a meniscus tear, but it wasn't a full ACL tear for Kendra Miller. And we saw how long it took him to get going. And he really didn't really get an opportunity last season. Alvin Kamara came back from suspension. 
as I told you on the Underdog Fantasy Show with Josh Norris, that he was going to smash down the stretch, and AK-41 did just that, kind of faltered off in the playoffs. But when he came back, he was a damn RB1 every single week due to suspension. Kendra Miller wasn't ready to go. He had dealt with multiple injuries, and I don't know if that had to do with the knee injury or just his human body. But banking on Jonathan Brooks coming off of the board is RB39 right now in drafts seems a bit rich for me. Now, what's the payoff? You're playing for Week 17. You're play- you just want to get in the tournament, right? You want to get in to the playoff season in these tournaments. You want to make it to Week 14, 15, 16. There is a chance that Jonathan Brooks comes back and he's good to go down the stretch. Even if he starts the season off on pup, starts off a little slow, there's a, there is a chance that he's ready to roll and he's locked and loaded at the back half of this current NFL season. I'm not going to go there. I'm trying to view him, or at least my thought process today, with the information that we have, which is limited, is Jonathan Brooks is the type of 2025 play. He's not a 2024 play. ACL tear towards the back half of the season, no combine, no mini camp, no OTAs, probably limited throughout training camp. And as good as he may look or say he feels, no doubt his knee is going to be better in year two than it is going to be year one. So when I'm looking at this and I'm on the clock and it's between Zamir White, Jerome Ford, hell, even Khalil Herbert, who I'm not the biggest fan of, I probably feel a lot more comfortable with those guys on my roster than I do today with Jonathan Brooks, even though he is my RB1 in this class for dynasty purposes. Redraft, a tournament like underdog, maybe it's okay to take a couple of shots, but I know I don't want to be overexposed to Jonathan Brooks. So is that RB39 price tag appropriate? Well, it's interesting that you see Kendra Miller right there is RB44 and same sort of pathway with these guys very talented rushers who a lot of people like both of them coming out of the big 12 but both of them sustaining knee injuries that should impact them early in their rookie season I would prefer Jerome Ford Khalil Herbert hell probably even Kendra Miller in most cases over Brooks today definitely give me some Zamir White over him he's a phenomenal player incredible talent I think he's the best pure talent when healthy But man, just without landing spot, not knowing that draft capital, and more importantly, not knowing how that knee is and how that's progressing, makes it tough to to draft Jonathan Brooks this early in the process. Now, Blake Corum and Trey Benson, a little different story. Those guys are healthy. Now, Blake Corum, he is sustained in his career, multiple injuries as well. A lot of people said didn't look the same in 2023 after suffering that knee injury, I believe in the Ohio State game in 2022 where he was just he was en route to a monster performance but he came back and he smashed this season if this was an 85 percent Blake Corum and this year he's going to get 100 percent healthy sign me up I want to take some shots on these rookie running backs don't get me wrong I want to take some shots on these rookie running backs and you better take shots on these rookie running backs especially in tournaments like this I'm I think this is an appropriate slot for both of these guys I don't believe that Blake Corm or Trey Benson are going to walk onto an NFL field in 2024 and just seize a starting role right away. But these are two players that you can see as NFL teams get out of it down the stretch, weeks 14, week 13, week 15, you get some of those older veterans that don't have a deal, that are on one-year deals, their teams are out of it. You can see these guys assume that starters role towards the back half of the season just for teams to fight, figure out what they have in these young players. 
I like both Blake Corum and Trey Benson. I think their landing spots, more importantly than the capital, are going to be what separates these guys come 2024 draft time. Both of these are really good players, and I have no problem with way that where they are being drafted currently. Now, we get to that last subset of RB4, 5, and 6. Again, Bucky Irving out of Oregon, Braylon Allen from Wisconsin, and Audric Estime out of Notre Dame. Ahead of Tyler Algier, ahead of Zach Moss. You can project Zach Moss right now to be the backup to Jonathan Taylor. Tyler Algier, the backup to B. John Robinson. So these three running backs, Irving, Allen, and Estimate, you've got one guy of the three that you can build or at least count on to be a dynamic pass catcher, and that's Bucky Irving. I'm just not seeing that in the range of outcome for Braylon Allen or Audric Estimate. They just feel like when you watch their game, when you look at their profile, they profile more like your early down, first and second down running backs, and there's nothing, nothing wrong with that. But when I look at the class and some of the players that aren't listed here that I think we should be paying attention to, let me throw a couple of names at you. My current RB5 in the class, and if you want my full rankings, patreon.com forward slash all gas or visit destinationdebbie.com. Sign up for the all-in plus Discord package. You'll get access to it from that. It's Jalen Wright out of Tennessee. This is a player that my friend in the space, Jared Wackerly, shout out the Dynasty Nerds. We talked about him a couple of years ago. The speed, the athleticism. Tennessee was kind of a mess with Joe Milton this past season. They are in a lot better shape with Nico at the helm at quarterback. Tennessee was kind of a mess. You had Small at running back, and you also had Jalen Wright. And I think after the combine, Wright was supposed to be a participant at the Senior Bowl, was nursing some injury. He could be a monster riser at five foot ten, five foot eleven. Over 210 pounds. He's got long speed. He can catch the catch the ball in the backfield. Physical runner between the tackles. That's one of the guys being drafted a lot later that I've been scooping up left and right. As has been Dylan Johnson, the running back out of Washington. You turn on the Washington tape for Romo Dunze or Michael Penix. Man, you leave looking at number seven, the running back. Number two, Jalen Polk. They got a damn tight end. They caught a couple of offensive linemen that you're watching. I think Dylan Johnson is one of the more slept-on running backs in this class. Over 170 career receptions, was at Mississippi State, transfers to TCU, multiple 30, 40-plus catch seasons. He's got the requisite size, over 1,100 yards on limited volume. He was a little banged up with the foot. Got to see how that plays out with Dylan Johnson. But don't sleep on Dylan Johnson, who right now has been drafted as the last running back off of the board in 2024. And I'm telling you right now, that is a mistake. I'm gobbling up Dylan Johnson in the 19th, 20th round of every one of these that I do. I plan on entering about 100 of these. I got 27, 25 of these drafts down, so I got another 75 to go before the draft, but I'm getting a lot of Dylan Johnson. And a player that a lot of people loved and then sort of didn't like because the team started to falter, don't forget about Will Shipley, the running back out of Clemson. And I know, soon as you see him, you got to compliment to Danny Woodhead, Rex Burkhead, one of those guys who's another white running back who catches a bunch of passes. But this young man is very good. We talked about being a pass-catching weapon at the running back position or a running back that can catch passes. Will Shipley can be deployed as a pass-catching weapon. He is, he's been in the Devy space. People have known about him for some time, so a little bit of prospect fatigue when it comes to Will Shipley. But he is also very physical between the tackles. So Will Shipley... I'm a lot higher on him. I think he's going to make for a much better pro than he was a collegiate player. Those are some other running backs from this 2024 class that are not 
being valued inside that top five, top six that you may want to take some shots on. But those are your top five running backs, according to the 46,000 people who have participated in this tournament. You've got Jonathan Brooks, Blake Corm, Trey Benson, Braylon Allen, Bucky Irvin, and Audric Estime coming off of the board as your top six running backs here through February 18th, 2024. We're going to do this all freaking offseason. I'm talking about running backs, quarterbacks, tight ends, wide receivers, the full gamut. We're going to do multiple live drafts on the stream, talking through ADP, going through roster construction, how to win a million dollars, how to win $100,000 on Underdog Fantasy. We got the tools. DD is the place to be. I appreciate y'all being in the building today. Again, if you stuck around to the end of the video, hit that thumbs up button, like, and subscribe. Nice little Sunday conversation. Top five RBs in the 2024 class. Appreciate y'all being there. Y'all have a blessed Sunday. Make sure you wake y'all asses up tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Me and Jay Rich are probably going to be looking at Field Yates' mock. He dropped the mock this past week. Need to talk about the landing spots and some of those players. Y'all have a phenomenal day. I'm out. Peace.